0: Welcome to The Mortar and Pestle, a PCCA podcast, where we discuss all things compounding and all things concerning independent pharmacy. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Delisio, North American Sales Director, and Sebastian Denison, Clinical Compounding Pharmacist.
1: Welcome, Compounding World, and welcome to the latest episode of A Mortar and Pestle, a PCCA podcast. This is Mike Delisio, and as always, joined with my partner in crime, Sebastian Dennison. Hey, Mike. What's going on today? It's it's good to be here. It's good to be seen. It's good
2: to be with you. You know what? It's like it's like being in Canada. We're just happy, happy family.
1: It's been a while since you've made a Canadian reference. I could make many more
2: today, <laughs> but we're going to stick to what we're doing today. Uh, what are we doing today? We're doing a lot. Right. Um,
1: and you know what? This is not the first time that we've had individuals from the organization to talk about a new educational platform that we've had a chance to launch but that's really what today's subject matter is all about before we get into the content i want to introduce our guests of honor uh... first our director of clinical services matt martin matt welcome
0: oh, it's great to be with you all it's uh, awesome to be here in your new studio it's been a while
1: i feel like we always have members of your team come on from a clinical services perspective but it's great to, to have you in our Houston headquarters in-house, because I know you live in Kentucky, so it's always good to have you back in the yeah, building. Yeah,
0: good to be here at, uh, at the mothership and uh, hanging out with y'all.
1: Uh, it's great to, great to have you, and also great to have another guest who's joined the podcast today, who's been on in the past when we talked about our new core program, as well as our USP implementation program. Now, none other than Jared Banworth, our online education manager. Well, Jared, welcome back.
3: Well, thank you. It's good to be back. Excited to talk about more new stuff.
1: More new stuff, more exciting stuff, um, and probably one of the coolest platforms that we've ever launched mm-hmm. as it pertains to education and training. Um, before we get into the details, uh, we really need to talk about kind of how we got here, the purpose of why we created this new e learning uh, educational platform, and why it's super important for all pharmacies. Um, and we'll get into the details as to the why. But more or less, Matt, a big reason why we wanted to have you as a guest as well, you also wear different hats, not only from a clinical services point of view, you're heavily involved from a regulatory point of view, very well versed on USP 795, 797 and 800. And with all that being said, what were some of the things that you can call attention to as to why this e-learning platform is super important?
0: Yeah, thanks, Mike. So, in terms of this new e learning platform, this is really aligned with where we're going from a compliance standpoint and where USP is going with the new 795 and 797. I mean, even in USP today or state board regulations, there are requirements for training. Um, But looking to the future and where we seem to be going with what's been proposed for the updates to the USP chapters. Um, that level of documentation around that training and the responsibility for that training uh, is really being enhanced. So the new USP chapters have this role as somebody called the, or a team of people perhaps, called the designated person. That designated person is required to do training in both 795 and 797, and that training has very specific components. Before training was been described more as general around what you do in your role in the compounding pharmacy. Now it says, well, if you do compounding, whether it's sterile or non-sterile, there are certain categories that you've gotta be trained on, that you've gotta show your competency, show your knowledge uh, for that. And so there's both the piece of of having the, building the training for folks, having them do it, but then also to have the documentation and proof of that for regulators that then when they come in, they're gonna start to ask for that um and this is typically also something that's used in investigations if things go wrong and you want to try to get to the bottom of it one of the first places that people will start from a quality aspect is wanting to know where people trained how were they trained what were they trained on and so having those elements of your training program uh, available and so i think that's really where this e-learning platform comes in to have this training program already ready to go Uh, having that documentation piece so you can track that. And then as time passes, this training is not something that you do just one time and you forget about it, but you have to do it on an annual basis and to keep that going. Uh, And so to have that resource available and that tracking mechanism constantly available.
1: You know, it just dawned on me too, I'm looking at the three of you, all three of you are pharmacists and not only all three of you pharmacists, but in a prior life all worked, you know, running compounding labs so what can all of you share in regards to training onboarding you know um, that repetitiveness to you know getting all your staff together and making sure that they were all at a very adequate consistent level of learning how difficult how much time
3: you mean besides pulling our hair out?
2: Besides being a pharmacist, <laughs> right? <laughs> trying, to, trying to slot it in with yeah, all the other yeah, things you're exactly, doing. Yeah. And it's a random, terrible training program when you don't have that organizational skill. Oh, yeah. Uh, not talking from personal experience. But go ahead, yeah. Jared. Where, where were you? Well, yeah.
3: I mean, and that was, you know, I I, I even said this on the web <laughs> webinar. is like the, the running joke in my pharmacy was every Monday was training day. Because whatever we learned the Friday before, or I mean the week before, over the weekend, everybody forgot about it, and we had to start all over again. Um, not to mention the time that it takes. You know, even, even some of the se- most seasoned um, compounders, if they haven't done something in a while, you know, comes kind of say, hey, I, I, how do I do this again? And then you have to sit there and explain it and all that fun stuff. And then they would always come back, as like, well, wait a minute, what about this? And it really was a huge major time suck. Um, so being able to have something to refer them to, right from the beginning, hey, go look at this, read through it, whatever, and then come back to me to help refine our conversation, that's, that, that's a huge time saver, not to mention just the initial training part of that.
2: I'm just thinking about all the staff that we saw through, students, staff, uh, new hires and we would, we would do our best to have a structured program, but there was so much that was going on, and then you couldn't get the consistency. So that was, all, that was our biggest dilemma was consistency of training and who was available to do the training at the time, especially if you had people who were going mat leave or people who were uh, short-term contracts or they, we were replacing a staff member. And so that was our biggest struggle was finding that consistency of time to, to train. So Matt, what was your, what was your big hurdle? Because you, you were dealing with this too.
0: Well, I think over time, too, you have staff that, that come and go, right? So it's not like you're working with the same people indefinitely and you're trying to produce an environment that is consistent, right, that over time this doesn't change, the patient's medication doesn't change, that it's the same no matter whether it was the staff that was there three years ago or the person that has just been hired in the last several months. Uh, and trying to keep up with that, I, I think, you know, as you mentioned, amongst all the other things that happen in terms of patient care, Um, can be a real struggle and so having a resource that has already pulled in all the information you don't have to be the one to go and organize that uh, takes a real load off
3: oh that's another big thing writing it right Mm -hmm. you know what the limited to no resources on that training and and then oh gosh got to come up with a test
2: (laughs) (laughs) and and the time sink into development of that information, mm-hmm. then making sure that it's consistent with what you're trying to achieve. It's just, it's an overwhelming task for a single person, especially if you're one person pharmacy at the time, and you're thinking about onboarding another staff member. And so there's multiple reasons as to why people are sort of clamoring for this training, not just looking at the regulatory aspect, but actually the burden onto this single individual or or training indivi- uh, point person. So, so,
1: so oh, yeah. I, I guess that it's goes tons. right into Jera. You know, yeah. you guys have all shared <laughs> how, how, like,
2: "Wait a second, what?
1: <laughs> how, how much this has been obviously uh, it's been top of mind uh, for that designated person in charge at the pharmacy level, and then, you know, taking all this experience, knowing the, the curveballs that are being thrown at you uh, to use Matt's term while dealing with patient care for, uh, as being the most utmost important thing that you're tackling, you kept all these things in mind, Jared, and given your role carried the responsibility of truly being the writer. Um, Because you mentioned how much time that does take uh, running the pharmacy, but not necessarily uh, in that prior life, but right now. So what was it for you that became super important, thinking about the regulatory component, uh, why everything was just going to be something that you believed was an ultimate solution for a pharmacy? And where was your mind at when you started building this program?
3: in a land far, far away, right? <laughs> Back in my pharmacy, thinking about what would what would have helped me to save time, make sure that everybody was on the same page, that would provide accurate information, right? Because as a pharmacist, um, running your own business, doing the things that you do. You only know what you know, and you don't know what you don't know. And so, to have somebody that I'm confident in, in writing content that has a ton of experience, every kind of curveball thrown at them, right? Um, and really having that perspective of a regulatory eye on it to make sure that we are doing what we need to be doing and elevating that to the best practices was really where my mind was, is take all of that worry as an owner, even as a pharmacist, right? When I first opened my (laughs) compounding pharmacy, it was, you know, the excitement and everything. And then you get to that first prescription, you're like, how do I do that? Uh, I can't remember, right? So having all of that just kind of taken away and knowing that I've got a resource that everybody has at a click of the button.
1: What else was super important for you besides, you know, the need? Um, and, and as you put together the program, looking back, I'm assuming you've done a good job assessing the work as well to see how, um, how comprehensive it is, um, how easy it is to digest, how easy the workflow is. Maybe you can talk a bit more about the platform as well because yeah. this is a – It's an online platform, it's an e-learning platform, but what does it look like for the person who's in charge and what does it look like for the actual end user?
3: Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I'm not a techie person. Everybody knows that. Um, It is very easy to use. I can even use it. I can even run the back end part of it. Um, The learner has a login. They get into their dashboard. And then once they click on their learning path, they have 22 courses available to them. And they can take those at a prescribed time, you know, in the training. Or, you know, if you're, you've got that person that is just a learner and they just kind of want to go in and keep going back in and looking at it and all that fun stuff, they can
1: and just to point out too, this this does not replace our core training. Our core training, our live training still carries I'm, yeah, I'm, incredible I'm, significance. Yeah,
3: I'm glad you brought that up because um, I was having a conversation with my mother of all people and about what we've created and she's like, Well, don't they need to have that hands on? It's like, Absolutely. Um, you can sit there and have all the didactic information and really The curriculum is designed to have that didactic information, you know, step by step, this is what you need to do, and more importantly, why you need to do that. What happens if you don't do that? What happens if you do do that? Um, And then at the very end of that topic, we tie it all together in a real-life application to really kind of make it as real-life as possible. But that, that doesn't get your hands dirty in theory as you're sitting there looking even the high quality incredible videos on workflow and how to you know use an emp and how to geometrically dilute all those really awesome detailed videos are great but until you have the hands-on and really having somebody there that that expert beside you to say hey you're doing a great job or hey, you're doing a really good job. Have you thought about doing this? Um, is just an exponential in, in that learning curve.
1: Super important, because, you know, we talked about the live component and, and what that brings, as well as the curriculum. You mentioned 22 courses, so um, corresponding 22 CEs, correct?
3: 20 CEs. 20
1: CEs, 20, Yeah, so
3: um, every, every learner, once they complete... Uh, course which most courses are about an hour then they can go immediately claim that one-hour CE and the great thing is is every three years they can go and claim that CE again which is
1: awesome That's what what phenomenal value so I know because we're an audio only platform we've already had a chance to launch a webinar which had a lot more visuals showed the platform showed the corresponding course content, you know, had a chance for everyone to see what it looks like and feels like, I won't ask you to rattle off the 22 courses, but maybe just give a high-level <laughs> review of what someone can expect. I know this sure. for listeners, this is probably a lot. It's like, yeah. oh, there's a online e-learning platform to learn how to compound, yeah. but it, it's not necessarily that.
3: Yeah, it, it's much more comprehensive. I mean, it's not just looking at a video and how to compound a trochee. It's um, it's about safety, how to garb properly, how to wash your hands property, properly. Um, workflow, whether you're in a 795 or an 800 situation, how do you stage those chemicals in? How do you work within that powder containment hood? How do you stage those chemicals out? And what? how to clean actually your uh, um, powder containment hood? Um, so those are some of, you know, those safety topics. So we've got, we've got safety, um, Workflow 795, Oh, everybody's favorite, we've got calculations. Um, I believe there's three or four courses and calculations. Um, and you can pair them up nicely with the dosage forms. We have seven or eight dosage forms. So if you're talking like, okay, I want you to learn how to make a suppository. Well, ideally, you're going to have them do the displacement calculations course first so they have a preparatory piece of information when they get into the actual um, how to compound a uh, a suppository um, in reference to those calculations. Um, So we've kind of designed it like that. Um, There is the ever-exciting sop course um, about how who when why what or i already said what um but really that whole perspective on what is an sop and how do you utilize it um let's see well, matt you you are part of this
0: well I, I tell you jerry you know you're talking about all the different courses and we've talked about this being an e-learning platform but i'm just wondering if you can kind of expand on what that means to be an e-learning platform in terms of the user experience, because I think when a lot of people hear this, it's like, oh great, there's some set of slides and there's some people talking and that's gonna be the educational experience that you get. And I, I don't think that's what happens in this platform. So I'm wondering if you can kind of just expand on some of, of their experience in, in learning from this, this software.
3: Yeah, that's an that's amazing question. Thank you, Matt. Um, the e-learning platform is totally different than anything else. Um, You're not gonna be watching a ton of videos. You're not gonna be reading through a bunch of boring slides. Um, The e-learning aspect is interactive, highly engaging in a multitude of ways. Whether it's through graphics um, or even, uh, we have some fun little, we call them self checks, but little games and hotspots to match things up to actually have you do something versus just kind of zone out in front of a computer screen. Um, and then, obviously, the, there are videos, but it's, you know, there, we used to have videos at PCCA on, you know, how to compound a lollipop. Um, these videos have been completely redone. Matt was part of that ginormous uh, undertaking, and the videos in this e-learning platform are so comprehensive, um, giving you all the information, the why, the how, um, and the need-to-know type type information.
2: And I think this goes back to why Matt was so heavily involved, was it's not just the clinical services team, it's not just the education team, but it's that perspective of making sure that we're still consistent with all of the new regulations as well as best practices that we're seeing and are being assessed on at this time so
3: you know and you yeah and you can huge yeah you you key on something right there um sebastian is you know with with the proposed language of usp there's this whole new vernacular that they're using in training like uh assessments competence competencies and and what does that really mean um it's that's kind of a new perspective in our industry where are you know are, are you a competent compounder? Well, of course I am. Well, how do you know? Well, because I've been doing it for forever and a day, and it's like, whoa, okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Matt's over there chuckling to himself. He's like, oh, <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah,
3: and and so when um, that proposed language first came out, and I was I was reading that, I was like, you know, that's kind of a big aha moment, right? How do you know that you're competent? You know, I'm sitting there going, oh, I know I'm competent. I've been doing it for years, and it's like, well, are you really? And being able to have something that has a set of standards, that has true assessments at the end of it, and then a a platform that can actually have that document in your facility that measures those competencies and upload into that particular staff's uh, profile, it's all right there. And you have, it's an easy way to get that done in a quick and efficient way, and it doesn't sound nearly as daunting as what USP has delineated. So
0: I'll throw another term out there for this this discussion. So it sounds like what you're talking about in this platform is that it's a learning management system. It's a way to have this documentation available. So if, if I have my board of pharmacy come in and they say, well, show me what the training was, can I generate that with the system? Can I give that to that inspector? What do I have to do? Is that a fairly easy thing to do? Is there some way for me to learn how to do it? How how's that function?
3: Well, that's a lot of questions. Um, and I will try my best to answer all of them. Um, the short answer, yes. <laughs> the, the longer, more in-depth question is yes. Um, The great thing about this learning management platform is, as that designated person, you have your own dashboard to go into, and you can see everybody's progress, um, their competencies. You can even drill down into the information as far as, did Suzy Q get number eight question correct on the assessment in the third course? Um, So you've got a lot of information that you can drill into. And we have um, set up three different reports. You have a whole host of reports. But um, on your onboarding, where we show you how to use all this, um, we have three reports. One is uh, user and course completion. One is external learning um, documentation. So if you have somebody that... Let's say they oh let's say they're you Matt and they go out and they get their certification for uh, sterile f- pharmacists. You can upload that external um,
0: certification,
3: certification that certificate that pretty certificate that you got, um, along with all the information in there, and it lives right in your profile. Not to mention um, all the competencies. So. USP has several competencies, hand hygiene, garbing, um, mixing, measuring, measuring, all of that fun stuff that you have to do annually. Um, And so once that assessment has been completed by the designated person, you just upload that document right into that person's file, um, and it's all right there. So when an inspector comes in, if they say, hey, I want to see your competencies for your staff, You just run a quick competency report. They see everybody who's done, has got it done. The other thing is, is SOPs. Um, I guess maybe we should talk a little bit about that. So you might be thinking, hey, you know, this all sounds great and fun and everything, but how am I gonna get this incorporated into either what I already do, or if I really don't have a training program per se, how do I get, how do I do this? The great thing is is the online education team, through that onboarding process, um, will help you get it started from day one. And we will show you some suggestion, suggested best practices in implementing um, this content, um, along with your SOPs. Um, I know we all struggle with SOPs in the majority of the states, Everybody has to read them and sign off that they read them and understand them, you know, per USP, all that fun stuff. So you can literally take your SOPs and tie them to the ones that are pertinent to the subject matter for each course and have everybody sign off that, yes, they read it, so that would be part of it. So first thing they would do is a course on the e-learning platform, take their test, boom, that's all done, report generated, we're good. Then you would have that person read those SOPs in your pharmacy that are pertinent to that particular subject matter. Once they read them, you'd have them sign that particular document up, or documents, depending on the topics, and upload those SOPs that have been signed by that person into the learning management system. The third thing is, is now that they've done all this training, you're going to want them to practice a little bit. Uh, you know, and a little bit could be, you know, for gowning and garbing. It may be later that day, um, or the next day. On some of the more advanced stuff, like
0: um, how to make a trokey How
3: to make a, tr- sorry, how to make a trokey, Yes. Um, then that you may have two or three days to have them practice because you got a a lot of validation and quality uh, assessment of those particular dosage forms. Once that person has had an adequate time to practice, then they can tell their designated person that, hey, I feel pretty confident about this. Let's do a competency. And then the designated person will have their little checklist of what are the measurements of being competent in your pharmacy. Once that's done, they've passed it sign it upload that into their profile and that whole person's done in either initial training and or
0: so I, I think i want to summarize to her two important pieces one if you want to use this e-learning platform it's not like you sign up for it and it's just yours and you got to go figure it out there's there's some folks that are going to help you understand how to use the system and once you've kind of got this under your belt this thing can serve as sort of a, a central hub for bringing together documentation of training in the pharmacy, not only the e-learning lessons that they learn, but additionally their review of the SOPs that are within the facility is what I'm hearing.
3: Ab- absolutely. And on, with the onboarding session, it's not just one. You know, obviously, the first one going to be pretty hefty. It's going to be about an hour, and we're definitely going to want that designated person and, you know, maybe the owner, kind of depends. Um, then we're going to we're going to follow up with you in about 60 days to make sure cuz I don't know I don't know about y'all but I get so excited about a certain piece of technology and it's like ooh shiny thing and then I get bogged down because I don't know how to turn on the shiny thing or use the shiny thing and then I get very disgruntled and get buyer's remorse big time so we're going to come in about 60 days later and and see how it's going, do you need any help, all that fun stuff. Um, And then our third onboarding session is going to be just about the time, about 60 days prior to um, doing annual competencies. And we're gonna help walk you through that process and how you can get that started, get it uploaded into their profiles and, and all that fun stuff. All the while, through that whole entire time and happily ever after, you will have the opportunity to email training on any question that you have. It's like, oh, how do I do this? How do I do that? Um, so you'll definitely have support.
2: So, so that kind of brings up the first question in my head is, how many people in one pharmacy can like? How does this work? You you sign up for the program, and how many people are allowed to use it? How is there individual logins, and then sort of a comprehensive cost that we're yeah. looking at at a pharmacy?
3: Yeah. Yeah, so each person has their own individual login. Um, You're definitely going to need that because that's part of that tracking and tracing and documentation process. Um, The designated person, if they're doing compounding, will also need a license, okay? And they'll also need a license if they're not compounding too, so I don't know why
2: I really said that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, no I understand what you mean like but
3: yeah, they don't every, have they don't,
2: every person they, who comes in yeah yeah
3: everybody that uses it has to have a license the designated person can be a learner and an admin or yes. just an admin yeah okay that's that's what I'm trying to say um so each license is four95 if you have 10 or more it's three ninety five a year uh we have a one-time setup fee of 1495 that Includes all of those three onboarding sessions um, for you, so that first year. And it, in relationship to other help, um, the platform has, we have created um, like 12 videos for the designated person to be able to go in and say, figure out how do I do this, how do I do that. There's also a fabulous document that if you want to read, you can read it. But. You know, I'm I'm the TV baby, so I'm going to be watching those videos. And we also have it for the learner. So the learner does have their own video and uh, user guide, written user guide if they want, um, to understand how to utilize their part of the platform as well. So lots and lots of help.
2: And then that particular, so that group of licenses will fall under a pharmacy. And where do you find this information? Like, where, like... I'm looking at the members-only website, so where where would I pick it up? That's
3: a great. Yes, members-only website um, and your uh, account managers are going to be huge in that uh, to get you started. And, you know, if you're kind of sitting there going, well, this all sounds really kind of cool and everything, but, you know, we're just talking heads over the digital airways, I really want to see it, Um talk to your account rep, have them do a demo, Um, you know, email me and we'll set up a live demo with your account rep and and really get into it so you can see, touch, feel on a Zoom call if you can Um, and get a better perspective on that.
2: So
1: Jarrah, we've we've been live. Um, You know, the program has been launched. I alluded to the fact that we had a webinar already uh, we, the masses, have already had a chance to see it, live it, have a better understanding of what's available. But not only that, we've had a couple of members who have already acquired the platform. They've already moved forward and began the training process with their team. Um, what can you share so far in you know the early adopters and, and their experience?
3: Yeah, great question, Mike. Um, We've had several adopt early and their feedback has just been phenomenal. Um, They really enjoyed the ease of use, um, the amount of time that they're saving, um, and really pleased with the ROI on it. Um, We had one member that had said, you know what, the ROI for my 20 staff members is going to be a full FTE. And that's that's really kind of what we see in um, e-learning and learning management systems. That for you know every dollar you spend, you get a three hundred and fifty percent ROI on that. Whether it's um, saving them from having to be out of the office to do external training, or your time in the office doing the training, um, and the retention of the employees. The employees, you know, especially that we have CE combined with this, they're really gonna see that you're investing in them and you're going to get uh, retention of those employees. Um, and who doesn't want to have to not have high turnover in their pharmacy?
1: Yeah, so well said. And the return on investment piece, you know, it's still early on and people already see the value. Yeah. Normally, normally it takes a while to establish ROI. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's great to hear that some of our early adopters have already seen the benefit and you know the cost versus the value and what that brings to the pharmacy.
3: Absolutely. absolutely.
1: Awesome. Well you know you guys have done an amazing job reviewing not only the the regulatory component and the why behind why it was created but really the place that it serves within the pharmacy and and really how this can be implemented. So you also mentioned kind of what's next in terms of, hey, if you do have interest. So first off, Jarrett, just a recap, where can they find an overview of the program so that they can proceed with learning more about it?
3: Yeah, so if you really want to get a closer look at this, Mike, go to the uh, MOS, and under the Education tab, there is an e-learning, and that particular area in the website will give you all the information that we've covered, um, and you can go from there.
1: Yeah, and one and there's three easy steps to how to get started, too. I, I just wanted to bring attention to that. When you scroll down, um, basically all members of PCC have access to this new e-learning platform. The first thing, if you want to review the content, you also have the ability to click on a direct link and then use eLearn22, and that will give you a preview of a lot of the content, too. So it is very hands-on, even before speaking to anyone, you really have a chance to go through the information and the content. So uh, pretty easy to find. Once again, it's under the education tab for all of our listeners out there who are wondering on how to navigate the site on the top nav bar right underneath education. And then basically, that's where um, my sales team comes in. And if you do need a walkthrough and you know review a lot of the features and benefits and, and what's really important, uh, that's where our team can definitely set up a zoom call as you commented on earlier and then we can do a walk through there and then they're pretty much good to go and if they need to schedule a further demo uh... for that designated person in charge and really having a, a chance to dive into the platform um, as it pertains to you know the management of all users that's that that's pretty much what they're going to learn from you right yeah
3: ja? yeah yeah um... we've had some members that you know, from the sales team, they've done such a good job at doing a walkthrough with them. They're like, "Yep, we got it. We want it. Sign us up now." And they kind of skip over me, which is okay because I get to have them. But they'll and- come back to you anyway. They do. And onboarding, yeah. right? So you know, so they get whatever whatever step that they take. Once they get to the online education, um, whether it's in a live deeper dive demo before they commit or on the onboarding session everybody gets all the information they need to really be a success in implementing this in their pharmacy.
1: I think it's really important to you and that offers the confidence as always peace of mind that even once you acquire the program you're still going to have the ability to connect with you directly. Mm -hmm. Um, And Tina for you know for all the back-end support making sure that this is successfully launched that they are ready to hit the ground running and obviously keep everybody's hands clean.
3: Yeah. Everybody's hands clean. Absolutely. I will have to say that, um, that whole peace of mind as, as an owner, having that, um, comfort of knowing that there's somebody just an email away, a phone call away, uh, to help me make sure that I'm implementing this correctly. Um, is what I live for basically. If I, if I can ever help my colleagues and making it easier than what I tried to do, then it's a good day in the neighborhood.
1: That's awesome. Well, you know, thanks to both of you, not only for being on the podcast, but the roles that you've played on the back end to get this all set up and created. Um, Obviously, very well-timed and something that's going to be heavily utilized by most of our members. So kudos to the both of you. This is uh, probably a long time coming from your perspective, but it's ready to go. It's launched, and we encourage all members of PCCA to do a deeper dive and learn more about the program.
3: Yeah. Well, thank you for having us. It's been a pleasure. It's always fun to come in here and chat with y'all. You guys are so much fun and... And you too, Matt.
0: Well, this thing's been a... <laughs> well, That's okay. not Close fun. To. Mike and Sam are fun, but Matt, yeah, he's
2: just so... Abo- That's terrible. He went, of you're the regulatory fun too, Matt. It's okay. What can
0: I say? <laughs> yeah. uh, so, but no, I, I guess I will give some quick shout-outs, though. There's a lot of people involved in mm-hmm. making this happen, and certainly a lot of folks from the clinical services team involved in helping to create content, and Tina on Jarrah's team is just an amazing resource, and... That uh, document that she was talking about that Tina put together that explains how to do everything is uh, is an incredible document. So, uh, you know, I hope people utilize that thing as they implement this e learning uh, software as well.
1: You were on a roll there for a sec, man. I was yeah. like, you know what? N- not now, before. I was like, you should just host this podcast. From oh, yeah.
0: yeah. He was asking <laughs> questions. I'm like, what are we doing
2: here? Uh, I was questioning myself at that point. <laughs> <laughs> he
0: says, you guys a have a plan. So i was just like, yeah, let's just go with this. I don't know. <laughs>
2: Matt's Matt's on the rule of taking over.
0: (laughs)
1: Yes, yes, that's that's it. I would not be surprised. But nevertheless, well-deserved. Well, thanks to both of you again. We appreciate it. And thanks again to all of our listeners out there. This is an an exceptional program, something that all of you can be excited about. We definitely encourage you to connect with us if you want to learn more. As always, follow us along on our social media platforms on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And as always, subscribe so that you do not miss an episode. This is Mike Delisio. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.